This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 7th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. They do things bigger in Texas, including special favors for powerful interest groups. In the burgeoning world of craft beer, Texas protectionism will face off against the Institute for Justice over the government taking a valuable asset, the right to sell rather than give away beer distribution rights. Arif Panju is an attorney for IJ. We spoke last month. Three craft beer companies have teamed up with IJ to ask a very simple but profound question, and that is, can the state of Texas seize valuable property from craft breweries and simply give it to beer distributors, even though those distributors have not earned it and don't deserve it? The simple answer to that question is no. And we've challenged a 2013 law that strips breweries of their traditional right to sell their distribution rights, um, an exclusive territorial right to distribute their beer. And this law instead forces them to surrender those rights to distributors without compensation. In order to understand this uh, properly, because it is dealing with alcohol, alcohol just has a very strange set of regulations surrounding it when it comes to how the booze gets from the producer to the consumer. When a prohibition ended in 1933, states passed laws creating what is known as the three-tier system for regulating the distribution of alcoholic beverages. Under this system, distributors and retailers, the three tiers of the supply chain, along with distributors, must remain independent from one another. This means that a business that is in one tier cannot operate in another tier, and they cannot share an ownership interest um, or otherwise coordinate their activities. So retailers distributors, and the producers, like craft beer companies, have to remain independent from each other. The distributors, though, are much more than simple middlemen. In Texas, as in most states, brewers that reach a certain size must contract with distributors by law for an exclusive open-ended right to distribute their beer in a given territory. So, for example, if Live Oak Brewing Company in Austin, Texas, our lead client in our case, wants to distribute their beer in Dallas, they would have to select one distributor, and that distributor will be the only source of beer for all the retailers uh, in Dallas. Leaving that aside, because I think that system, as it has existed for decades, is problematic also, but uh, what your case is dealing with is the property right in the asset that is the right to distribute our product is simply being seized by the government and given to someone who can then sell it. That's, that seems the odd thing is that if you're going to regulate out of existence uh, a profitability of some asset, it shouldn't it be across the board? Before 2013, craft breweries could walk up to the negotiating table, uh, sit down with distributors, and negotiate the sale of their exclusive territorial rights. And whatever the market uh, would provide, uh, whatever value it would provide for those rights, um, they could come to an agreement and assign those territorial rights and sell their property interest. That's no longer the case. In 2013, they can no longer do that. But distributors can then turn around once they get these rights for free under this law, and they can sell the exact same property amongst each other for millions of dollars. These rights are very valuable. Craft beer companies have historically used them to invest into their own businesses to grow their production capacity so they can meet uh, the increased demand by opening up into new markets. And they're no longer able to do that. So 
who hurts, customers hurt. Uh, they can no longer see the beer on the shelves where um, they'd like to find new craft beers. And entrepreneurs like Live Oak Brewing Company in Austin hurt because they would like to grow into other markets as well. The law is not only unconstitutional from a property rights standpoint, and I'll talk about that in just a moment, but also from an economic liberty standpoint. In our case, brings two novel claims. We bring a property rights claim under the Texas Constitution, Article 1, Section 17, protects one's property right. And what's happened here is a taking. And we're going to ask the court to engage on the issue and look at this property like many other forms of property. Property is not only a house or a piece of land. Property can be a brand or the right to sell a product, like an author who writes a book and then wants to sell the publishing rights. Craft brewing companies are not different. Uh, they would like to sell their distribution rights, the right to distribute their beer that they produce in new markets, and they'd like to see what the market uh, will value those rights for. So the interesting thing about this case is that the case is being litigated um, under the Texas Constitution exclusively. Article 1, Section 17 of the Texas Constitution, which protects private property rights, and also Article 1, Section 19 of the Texas Constitution, the substantive due process claim, which protects economic liberty, the right to earn an honest living, free from unreasonable government interference. This case is about property, which can be more than a house or building. It can be a brand or the right to sell a product. And in this case, the brewers claim that the Texas Constitution's takings clause prohibits the government from unconstitutionally interfering with their ability to sell those distribution rights. And instead, this law requires them to give away their property for free as a condition of keeping their licenses to produce alcohol and stay in business. And the government has no legitimate interest in requiring craft breweries to do that, to give their distributors or distributors in the third tier. Even if you, even if you completely accept the legitimacy of the three-tier system, there is no uh, public health or safety or uh, let's protect the children. There's no, there's no argument there in terms of uh, what, what traditionally would be a legitimate government argument. There is not. In Texas, small craft brewing companies, and in fact any brewing company, can self-distribute up to 125,000 barrels a year. So these small companies start growing their businesses and distributing locally and building their brand, and sometimes, uh, with great expense, drive multiple hours to another market uh, from their brewery to deliver beer in a new market. And when they hit the 125,000 barrels, they are forced to use a distributor. And those distribution rights are valuable. You've built a brand. You've built um, a following. There's a demand that you've built for your product. But aren't they valuable in part because brewers are compelled to use a distributor? I think distributors, let's pretend the three-tier system did not exist. If distributors bring value to the market, and there's a value in saying, I will contract with you to be my sole distributor in a certain market, and let's pretend the three-tier system doesn't exist. There's value in that. Uh, distributors bring part of a supply chain that um, may provide some logistical efficiency. They may have existing relationships with customers that they want to bring to the table. And if they want an exclusive right to sell a beer, um, the market should dictate what the value of that is. And that's all that the craft beer companies were asking for, a simple opportunity to sit at the bargaining table and see what the market will value these rights for. And the state of Texas has said, you cannot do that. Distributors can, once you give them those rights for free, they can turn around the next day and sell it amongst each other. Uh, but you, craft brewery, you cannot do so. 
Arif Panju is an attorney at the Institute for Justice. We spoke during the Voice and Exit Conference in Austin, Texas, held last month. Read more on the outdated three-tier model of alcohol distribution at our website, cato.org.